0: Hi, and welcome back to Publisher Nation for September 2018. Publisher Nation is supported by Digital Book World, the gathering of the wide world of publishing. Digital Book World 2018 is coming up. It's October 2nd through the 4th in Nashville, Tennessee. For more information on that, you can go to www.digitalbookworld.com. My name is Bradley Metrock. I'm CEO of a company called Score Publishing based here in Nashville, Tennessee. And I am joined today by Rod Elder, EVP of Virtue Sales. Rod, say hello. Hi, Bradley. Thanks for having us. Yeah, happy happy to have you on here, Rod. And thank you for joining me. So, Rod, you're executive vice president of Virtue Sales. Let's just start with what is Virtue Sales. What do you do for Virtue Sales? Give us that high level summary of of, of what y'all do. Okay, so Virtue Sales
1: develop the software. Called Biblio Three and Biblio Live. These are essentially one and the same, but one's available for in the cloud, which is Biblio Live, and the other software available to be installed on a customer's network. And. Sales developed this software. They've been around for about 17 years and we're the first company to develop publishing software in the cloud. And so we've been uh, making web browser-based software for just over 17 years now, and we only develop that tool. So we need to keep developing it. It's uh, every six to eight weeks, we release new versions of it. And our customers are all on the latest version of the software. So for my my role, uh, we have uh, some of the, I think four of the top five trade publishers in the UK using Biblio. In the US, there's a number of uh, large ones such as McMillan, who are also using it. Uh, my job when I started with virtual sales around eight years ago was to open up the North American market. And so virtual sales has gone from one client now to over 20 clients, and we're continually growing. And you know, more and more software modules that we have, whether it be for royalties or production, are being rolled out to our publishing clients.
0: Excellent, thank you for that. So, a publisher does what with Biblio? Tell us what, what Biblio does specifically. Okay, so
1: a biblio is a place where people can put in their prospective ideas for a new acquisition. So they'll have a concept for a book and they will put that in there. So it's essentially an opportunity management. Then they will build up information about the book, you know, who's a target audience, you know, potential competitors, who's the author, that type of thing, how many pages is it going to be. And then once they're ready, so let's say they have a prospective database of you know, hundreds of uh, titles, they'll have it in there and they'll slowly work them through and say, do you know what, we want to do a profit and loss estimate based on acquiring this title. If we do a print book and uh, we did ebook, and we do an audio book or we sell the rights to the audio or to the ebook, or whatever it may be, you know, if we print 5,000, what would our profit and loss be based on sales in the different markets? So, Biblio has uh, interfaces into printer scales. And so you can just put the specs of the book into the software and it will automatically calculate your profitability based on that. So, what they'll have is then a profitability for a project that says, you know, if we just did the hardback, this is how much we'd make. Let's say it was 10%. But if we add in ebooks, then we're going to bump up the profitability to 30% because there'll be more sales and more income. And then if we add in audio book sales and other things, then our profitability for that project or acquiring that project, you know, for example, could jump up to 50%. So you look at the individual product formats for profitability, but then you also look at them for the project as a whole in terms of acquiring it. Once they've decided to... Whether the project is profitable or not, they will then um, need to do- develop a contract. And so Biblio uh, provides a place where they can put the contractual information. For example, how much are they going to pay the authors? What rights have they acquired? Adding in, you know, perhaps as an agent that they're going to be paying on behalf of the uh, author. So all that information goes into Biblio and builds up a detailed contract. Then, once the product is ready to be sold out in the market, we then ingest the sales back in and calculate the sales directly against the contractual information. So if there's royalty escalators on ebooks at, you know, whether it's 25% or whatever it may be, and different royalty escalators on print books, and then different escalators for audiobooks and things like that, we then ingest all that data and then crunch it against a contract to then and we can do that on a daily basis to then produce how much how much the authors or the contributors will be getting from those sales. And at the same time, if you imagine Frankfurt Book Fair coming up, and then you've got people going out to say, you know, we've acquired this great book. Would you like to buy the rights to it? They'll go off and they'll go and sell the rights. And the income, the system has a place where you can process the sale of that that right. And then it will chase and automatically track down who needs to pay you for right sales, owes you royalty statements, and then allows you to process the income from multiple uh, currencies into the software. Now, the great thing that then happens is that is automatically uh, combined with the royalty sales so that you can then say your overall report to an author, their overall profitability for a project or for a, a title that they've given you based on right sales, permission sales, Sales of various formats into different uh, sales channels, and you can provide transparency. So um, publishers will actually use Biblio as a tool to attract authors. So they say, you know, come with us. This is the software we use. This is how we track your contractual information. This is how we can help sell rights to your. Uh, IP, and then this is how we can then go and report to you on a regular basis. So it just provides a lot of transparency. It provides, you know, when authors uh, say, why would I go with a certain publisher over another? If they've got very good systems like this to help managing the process and providing updates to the author, it's a big value add. One of the things to add is once the product's done, Biblio doesn't stop there. It allows you to then send out Onyx feeds. So it sends all the Onyx feeds out to Amazon, Apple, CoreSource, and any of your perhaps distributors, such as you know, IPS. So it will send out the data to help uh, you. So it's about removing duplication of data entry. And it will also allow you to store all your ebooks, audiobook files, allow you to send files out for to the printers and has version control on all the assets as well. So, it's much more than just an information system. It's really a tool that helps you from the start to the finish of the publishing process. What it doesn't do is things like warehousing or have a general ledger. So, Biblio is very publishing specific and very, very powerful in that uh, area. But there's lots of other standard systems that do warehousing and general ledger that don't really need publishing specifics. So what Biblia does is we feed those. We feed those systems directly. And so we do the complicated publishing specific things and then push data to the more generic financial systems. And so for us, it's about the complicating the uh, publishing system landscape that a publisher requires so they may only need biblio and a financial system and if their distribution is outsourced they don't have to worry about warehousing software so they, it's all in the cloud available they don't have to worry about uh you know developments or anything it's all included as part of the service that was a long elevator ride, wasn't wow. it? Wow! No,
0: no, no. That's uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah, that was
1: the fifty-floor 50 uh, elevator pitch.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we just stayed in there and took it back down to the bed to the to the lobby. Uh, yeah, no, that's the that was excellent. So you do a lot, and so obviously Biblio to have created that and to have the traction that you've gotten, you've got to be on top of publishing trends because. Your software touches so many aspects of the publishing process from Cradle to Grave, basically, as you said. You've really got to stay on top of stuff because if you're not, then stuff isn't getting into your software that needs to be there.
1: Well, exactly. And, you know, there's... Over the years, we've seen many, many trends and things that people think are going to be really, really important. But, yeah, I think uh, for... For us, it's making sure that Biblio is always uh, relevant and you know able to provide the functionality that a publisher needs to produce whatever product it is, whether it be managing uh, content at the chapter level or managing uh, content you know at uh, image level for selling permissions, that type of thing, or different formats like audiobooks and on that type so. Making sure that, that Biblio is set for whatever the publishers need is really what we're always developing it for.
0: That's excellent. So piggybacking off of that, what are some of the trends that, from your perspective and where you sit, what are some of the, the hot trends that you're seeing in publishing right now? What are those things that you've got your pulse, your finger on the pulse of, that you're watching closely as it relates to Virtue Sales and Biblio, but but you know maybe also just in general? I
1: think you know the the UK market has done this very well for many years purely because it had no choice because of the size of the market but they've they've done very well at selling rights and promoting ip outside of the traditional book format so what we're seeing a lot more of in north america is companies looking to maximize income from rights sales so you know forget about just producing a physical book, an electronic book, and even an audio book. It's really, where else could you sell that for whether it be translation, distribution, things like that. So that's getting a lot more prominence in the North American market as book sales can potentially be squeezed and profit margins be squeezed. So they're looking to do more out of their existing IP. So that's that's something that uh, we see is is happening a lot. So a lot of companies have Used to just wouldn't say neglect, but not give a lot of forethought to right sales and give it potentially the attention it deserved because you know they wouldn't leave an, you know order on the table for fifty thousand dollars worth of books, but you know the amount of income that gets left on the table with right sales, whether it's just from lost opportunities or even just chasing up sales that you've already made in a, in a regular uh, formal approach means that you know publishers are missing out on income and so are authors the other side of of that is really the audio side which is you know with biblio can slot straight into your publishing process so you know you've now people used to always go oh well we're going to do a hardback and we're going to do an ebook these are the main two formats we're looking at right now we're also going to do a paid paperback but now it's like, okay, we want to actually do an audio book. So that can slot into the beginning of the process with Biblio. What's the profitability of the project where we roll in audio? You know, who's going to be involved in that is it something we're going to outsource? Is it something we're going to manage in-house? You know, what's the estimates for producing this? So being able to cost out these projects and then report back, say in a year's time to say, hey, we estimated it was going to produce, you know one million dollars worth of revenue and you know, we're reporting back and you know, we're we're at half that. So what do we need to look at in changing our estimating tools that can give us better opportunities to just define the right books or
0: subjects or formats that we need to focus on. It's interesting to hear you talking about rights and the emphasis on rights and and the, the idea that from one core IP can spring forth many different revenue streams and you know just talking about audio, I see something similar coming down the pike with audio. And and you sort of alluded to it where if you've got an audio book, you've got a a, you know, an audio recording of a book, either narrated by the author or narrated by a third party. You know, you've got this is one of the trends that we see is that you've got all sorts of people who are looking to sort of leverage that audio in different ways you know one of the more obvious ones is there's that company serial box which is creating you know serialized content serialized content is sort of a it's a hot topic right now it's a it's a uh, area that people are looking into you've got companies like blinkist which are creating smaller versions so to speak of content both in audio and you know other formats basically they're repackaging material just in a much smaller format for People who have less time. But also on the voice assistant and smart speaker side of things, you've got people looking to take audiobook content and publishers looking to take audiobook content, that core asset of the recorded audio, and leverage that in the essentially IoT space through either a Alexa skill, a Google Home Action, a flash briefing. Things of that nature. Have you paid much attention to that? Is that on virtual sales radar? Is that something you spend much time thinking about, or that's got a ways to go before it reaches the point where publishers might expect to see that in a Biblio?
1: Yeah. So the way uh, you know what we focus on that 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 type of delivery to the consumer generally falls out of the realms of what virtual sales and Biblio focus on. To the point where we don't create that those outputs. So generally an audio file or an ebook file, you know, will be created by a third party who then will send us the file and we will distribute it on their behalf to the various retailers. So we are seeing a you know a lot more questions come up about chunking the content. So like you said there is you know being able to listen to chapter 1 of a particular uh, book or being able to you know purchase certain education content in you know smaller chunk than the actual full format of the book is you know becoming more and more and and that's one of the challenges though is you get all these creative ways to sell content. That's fantastic. But if it costs you so much to process the sales of that, because you don't have the back end systems to one ingest the sales from the various things, because Hey, now we're looking at subscription content. We're looking at paid content. Uh, sorry, looking at, you know, time-based, if you, you know, don't have the contractual systems in the background to process those sales against the royalties to then tell the author how much you're going to get and you have to do it all manually, it really chews into the viability of some of those, those streams. So our job and what we focus on is making sure Biblio can support these various initiatives in, in terms of the processing of, side of it and as opposed to the creation side of it, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, and I think for many publishers with some of this stuff, it's square in that zone of, you know, the they see the opportunity and they see the, the way the, the world's moving, but it's still not in that zone yet of being no-brainer territory. Like the systems, you know, it, it's uh, the, the distribution on the Alexa side and on the voice side, it's come a long way, but it's still got a little bit way, uh, ways to go, but... Uh, sure. I, I, this is something that's definitely coming down the pike, and I appreciate uh, your answer to that. Let's shift gears a moment and here at the end of the show talk about Virtue Sales Customer Day. So Virtue Sales is having its customer day in the friendly confines of Digital Book World 2018. Share with us a little bit about what went into that decision, what what that means, what the customer day is, and what went into the decision to have it uh, be part of Digital Book World with us.
1: Yeah, so in terms of... Um you know, what we do with our customers on an ongoing basis is we need to stay close to them to make sure that they understand all the new developments that we're doing. So we have uh, some customer days where we then will review the developments uh, that we're doing over the past uh, quarter or half year or year. And then we will focus on best practice in in Biblio and how to, to use things. So one of the things we've had customers for 15 years, they're, on the latest version of the software, but the opportunity for them is to be able to change and tweak their processes. And our job on these customer days is to let them know how other publishers are using the software and how they could change and increase the efficiency of their, their publishing house taking on new workflows and uh, developments that we've done. We wanted to build it in as part of the digital book world because you know it's it's a good opportunity to Get people out of the office to get them thinking in an open mindset. And the you know when we talk to you about uh, the, the, the the format for the conference, um, it was very interesting. There's uh, a lot of conferences that are on every year, and we visit them all. And this one, uh, in my mind, is uh, you know, shaping up to be one of the most interesting. So we wanted to give our customers the opportunity to. Sort of benefit from both things. Come and see Digital Book World, and have a talk about
0: uh, you know the new developments and best practice in Biblio. Excellent, and we're looking forward to hosting you. Uh, it's uh, I think I think it's uh, it's a match made in heaven. I think Absolutely. it's uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. And Rod, I appreciate you giving us this time. I appreciate you sharing with uh, me as well as the audience about you and about Virtue Sales and uh, and about Biblio. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for Publisher Nation. Thank you for listening and until next time.